The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of Lexington Community Radio or its board of directors. The views expressed are solely those of the programmers. You are listening to Off the Cuff. Now, here's your host, Adam Banks. Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to the show, and thank you for tuning in to WLXU 93.9 FM. In addition to listening to us on the radio, you can check out our Facebook live stream at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks, or you can download the Radio Lex app on your smartphone device to listen to us anywhere in the entire world. I'm broadcasting from the WLXU studios here in Lexington, and Amber Turner is joining me via Zoom at her home. We are two days removed from Election Day, where we cast our vote for the presidential election. And ladies and gentlemen, we still do not have a clear-cut winner of who it is. Election Day, it is one of the most exciting times in America One of the most important days in the entire world, not just this country, but the entire world, because the entire world has their eyes on America, because they're looking to see who is going to be the next commander-in-chief. Election coverage, it's very exciting. You stay up all night, and it's just fun to watch it. Amber, I'm sure that you got to tune in and watch some election coverage. I love that you think I stay up past 9 o'clock still. That's so cute. But no, I did not. I actually went to bed. Oh, my gosh. Well, I don't know what's worse, these uh, electoral votes that are coming in too slow or your microphone. I'm not really for sure. I guess it's... Yeah, I don't know what it is. We'll have to fix it on your next commercial break. But I will say, though, that election has been something that everybody has been anticipating for a very long time. It's, It's something that people can't take their eyes off of. And I stayed up all night watching the election. I stayed up probably to about three or four, and there was no clear-cut winner. There was so many people putting on different presentations of the election. CNN, say what you want to about them. I'm going to say they had the best presentation of any channel, better than CBS, better than ABC, better than Fox. Who do you think had the best presentation out of everybody that talked about it? I'm going to have to agree with you on CNN. I think uh, now I followed the uh, the AP primarily, just watching um, as votes were coming in. But when I wanted to, I guess get some commentary, I did tune in to CNN. So I agree. Okay, so there was some early voting in Kentucky, and the early voting is, as a matter of fact, there was 615,307 mail-in ballots that were requested. 64 wow. percent of those were Democrats. 29% of them were Republicans. And of course, the 7% were, they consider those the others. But mail-in and early in-person ballots returned, Amber. Listen at this. 1.5 million were returned. Well, how's that work? I'm guessing that's probably because people just didn't uh, sign their name or follow the directions the right way. But it really was something that was it it could have made a difference if these ballots yeah. would have would have made it so who knows and i'm sure i don't know the numbers for the rest of the states but i'm sure there were some other ballots that were not counted 
Oh, well, I'm sure. I mean, we've got so many controversies going on at the moment. So I'm sure that we're going to start to see more of these issues of ballots being counted. Well, let's see. In Kentucky, as far as the U.S. president goes, Kentucky has eight electoral votes, and it went to Donald Trump. He got 62% of the vote here in Kentucky. Joe Biden with 35.6%. The total number at the end of election day for Kentucky was 1,330,080 for Donald Trump. Joe Biden was 755,724 here in Kentucky. So a clear-cut winner here in the state. Kentucky turned red again, Amber. It did. It did turn red again. As a matter of fact, the only two counties that were lost in Kentucky. You want to take a guess? I'm going to say Fayette's definitely one of those counties. Fayette County and Jefferson County. Fayette, Trump carried Fayette County with 57,132 votes and Biden only had, uh, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Biden carried Fayette County with 58.6%. That's 85,211 to Trump's 57,132. Biden also carried Jefferson County 58.7% compared to Trump's 39.5%. It was 218,000 to Trump's 147,000 in Jefferson County. So in the urban areas, Biden dominated, and it seems to be like that countrywide. It seems to be a trend. Donald Trump seems to be favored well in the rural areas, and Joe Biden seems to be favored in the urban areas. And Amber, it makes you wonder, and it kind of makes you rack your brain of how this playboy like Donald Trump is, a guy who grew up in New York City, a multi-billionaire, uh, on the cover of Time Magazine every other week when you turn around, uh, has a billion dollars in his pocket, but yet he still is able to relate with the guys and the gals that live in the haulers. I mean, I'm not necessarily from the holler, but I don't know how much I can relate to Donald Trump. I think that's what's been kind of befuzzling this entire time is how people are relating so much to him. And we have no idea what that kind of life is like. Yeah, it it, it really boggles my mind that that even does happen. But we are still waiting on a clear-cut winner because it isn't Kentucky that decides this race. It is the rest of the country that does that. We're still waiting on Arizona. We're still waiting on North Carolina. We're still waiting on Alaska, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Nevada. I mean, it's going back and forth. And when you look at these states and you look at their electoral uh, count and how much each state has when it comes to electoral votes, every state matters. Every state matters. And right now, Donald Trump is leading in Pennsylvania, which has 20 electoral votes. He's leading in Georgia, which has 16 electoral votes. He's leading in Alaska, which has three. He's leading in North Carolina, uh, which has 15. He is losing and trailing by a substantial amount in Arizona and Nevada. He has to win one of those two. As a matter of fact, it does not look good for our current president. If I had to guess, looking at the numbers right now, Joe Biden's going to take the presidency. But there's still some numbers, there's still some states that's got to come in. It was Pennsylvania, it's a huge one. I know that celebrities and has been campaigning out the wazoo in Pennsylvania. It really <laughs> might come down to that state, Amber. 
Well, um, I do think Arizona has already been called, though. I think they the AP called that last night. Um, so it looks like, as the current map that I had just looked at, is he is waiting on Nevada for, I guess, the Blue Party. And I don't know. It's been interesting to kind of watch how, um, you know, the judge dismissed the case that Donald Trump had put out. Um, so... It's going to be interesting to see how the next couple of hours kind of unfold. And I hate to even say hours, but I feel like every hour we're updated on something else. So Trump prematurely declared victory in the wee hours of uh, election night. He called for legitimate vote counting to be halted. And he, he declared victory pretty much with millions of votes still outstanding in the swing states. And that right there is something I don't care who you are, you don't need to do. Uh, I've been seeing lawsuits in all these other countries, or I'm sorry, all these other states, excuse me, and all of these other states that he's he's put lawsuits on because he feels like that the integrity isn't to be trusted in these states. He feels like there has been voter fraud. And it really is a sad day for the American voter because all that tells me is that the, now the American voter is not going to have confidence in their vote. This is America. We are the people who elect the presidents in this country. It's us. It's, it's we that do that. And now Donald Trump has put the decision of a lot of these states in the hands of judges and lawyers, not by the people. And it really does make me feel sad for the American voting system, Amber. Adam, I'm going to go ahead and apologize to you, but the unfortunate thing about working from home is I cannot make my dogs stop barking today. I am terribly sorry to you and all listeners, but I, I think that Piddle, my dog, wants to express her opinion about the election, and apparently she's not very happy about it. Well, she's just a little upset about it. She's she's frustrated just like the rest of us. But Democrats, they did struggle with getting the Latino vote. A poor performance in Florida, which a lot of people thought that Donald Trump was going to lose. There's a lot of Latinos in Florida, especially that Miami-Dade County area, but Trump won Florida. And he is more popular with the Latino crowd than what people think. And an area where they thought he would struggle, he did really well. Uh, other than Florida, I didn't see any state that really shocked me when it turned red or blue. I was a little shocked when I see that Trump is losing in Arizona. I don't think Arizona has turned blue since the 90s, but... It's, it looks like that it's those little states, those states like that, that might just put Joe Biden as the winner to reach 270. I will say this, too. For the pollsters that go around and they're polling for America and they're polling for which candidate do you think they're going that's going to win, they should be ashamed of themselves because before Election Day, Every pollster had Joe Biden winning in Florida, winning in Texas, winning in, let's see, they had him winning in Pennsylvania. They had him winning in all of these swing states. And, I mean, Texas is a state that's turned red for a long time. But then you got the results in, and you see that was not 
the case. Trump won in Texas. He won in Florida. He won in Ohio. I forgot about that one. They also said he'd lose in Ohio. The pollsters are, it's BS. I've been saying that. Don't look at the polls. Don't pay attention to them. They're not true. And I wasn't polled. Was you polled? I was not. I mean, so where was our count in that? I wasn't even attempted for a poll. But And before I get off the posters, I'll just group the media right in there with them. The media should be ashamed of themselves because when I tune in to watch election coverage, I don't want to see, I don't want to hear your opinion. I just want to hear the results. I want to hear the numbers come in. I want to see the map being lit up. But you can't do that anymore. You can't turn on the news without hearing the anchor's opinion and pushing their own agenda. You should see how happy and how giddy the people over at CNN are that Donald Trump is losing. And it's almost unwatchable, not because I'm over here saying, oh, I can't watch it because they're they're so anti-Trump. It's just because they're so biased. It really makes me sick, and that's not how the media is supposed to be. I don't know when in time it's went away from that, but certainly in the last 10 years it's went away from that. And all the media does is push their own agenda, and you can't get a clear-cut fact from the news anymore. It's all opinion, and they should be ashamed for themselves, and they need to be held accountable for it. Still barking in the background? Well, we've got barking, and now we have a car going off outside. I think the universe is working against me today. <laughs> we might have a moment of silence right now. So I don't have a update on the presidency right now. I don't have a TV in the studio, but... If somebody could text me if there is a state that is officially called, I will break it on the air. Who knows? We still got 45 minutes to go. There might be some breaking news within the next 45 minutes. A new state might turn red. A new state might turn blue. Heck, they might even announce the presidency during Off the Cuff. Who knows? Uh, we don't know, but that's the beauty about off the cuff and being live here on the air. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. We got lots more election coverage coming at you live right after these words. Stick with us. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also joining me. Sorry for the technical difficulties, folks. If you hear any discrepancy with Amber's mic, she is using Zoom and she is broadcasting from home. And when you're live on the radio, anything can happen. So just bear with us if her microphone seems to be a little rusty. Amber, is it sounding any better? Well, for the t- for the time being, I think we might be okay. So okay. we're going to roll. We're going to roll. Well, the... Presidential election wasn't the only thing that people were talking about on Election Day. The United States Senate race was also determined. And unlike the presidency, we do have a clear-cut winner on that. Mitch McConnell absolutely wiped the floor with Amy McGrath. No surprise there. She lost by a landslide. 30% as a matter of fact. People thought, oh, it's going to be close. She's going to win by 7 or 8 I don't think she had a chance from the beginning. I don't understand why the Democrats decided to put somebody that unlikable, somebody that unelectable in to run (laughs) against 
one of the most powerful men to ever be in the U.S. Senate. Does people forget that Amy McGrath ran against Andy Barr four years ago and lost? So if Amy can't beat Andy, what makes you think she's going to beat Mitch? And she didn't. She absolutely got destroyed. I hope we see the last of Amy McGrath. I hope that we don't see her anymore. She doesn't need to run any run for anything. I don't even think she would get elected county judge executive of the county that she's from. So she needs to get out of politics. Clearly, she's a good example of money doesn't win you a campaign because she outraised Mitch McConnell by a ton, a ton. Did they say it was one of the most expensive uh, senator campaigns ran, I think, in the United States? It was, ever, in history. So the fact that Amy McGrath had all of this backing of Hollywood and all of this money, it's just absolutely ridiculous that she couldn't even make the margin a little bit lower than what she did. Well, right there is the problem. Like, why are we involving Hollywood in our politics now? Like, that's a sincere question that I have, and I know somebody else listening wants to know as well. Become that performing artist, political analysts, and they had the capability to tell me who I should vote for. I think that is absolutely absurd that they are using this platform that they have to push agendas that they don't really even understand themselves. Or am I just thinking about this on my own? Uh, no, I'm I'm right there with you, and she did. I've seen her on Chelsea lately. I'm talking Amy McGrath. I've seen Chelsea lately interview her. I've seen many celebrities go out and support her, and she didn't. She didn't win. And and for people who said she won the debate, no, she didn't. And if she watching the same debate, yes, like I said last time, she didn't. She are, were we watching the same debate? So she's a clear cut loser in this and it's no surprise there it's no surprise there i didn't think she would even stand a chance and she didn't so hopefully amy you've ran your last you ran your last office the district six house of representatives was also determined andy barr took home that he beat he beat josh hicks and frank harris from the libertarian party so andy barr was a four-term gop incumbent and this District 6 represents northeastern Kentucky. So it's home to the cities of Lexington and Richmond and Frankfurt. And it covers a lot of areas in Kentucky as well. Anderson, Bath, Bourbon, Clark, Estill, Fayette, Franklin, Madison, Menifee, Montgomery, Nichols, Nicholas, Powell. Am I forgetting any? Robertson, Scott, Wolf, Woodford. Parts of Jessamon County and Harrison counties as well. So it's a big dis- it's a big district. And yeah. Andy Barr took that one home. He beat Josh Hicks, the former police officer turned lawyer. And Andy Barr, he outraised Hicks in the election. But like I was saying about Amy McGrath, it doesn't really matter that mm-hmm. how much money you you gain. It doesn't determine who is going to vote for you. Your no. face is going to be seen more, but does that, that really matter? Obviously, that did not work out for Amy McGrath. I mean... And the thing is, is money is being spent during this election with ads and just general 
campaigning. A lot of and a ton of money. If you've turned on the radio or TV, you've seen political ads. I mean, yes. how many times has Amy McGrath told you she was a, f- a fighter pilot? I, I'm, a, I'm a Marine and a mom. Yeah, a Marine and a mom. There was plenty yes. of times we've seen that. And that's one plus about this election being over is we don't have to see the political ads anymore. And a lot of radio stations and a lot of TV stations hate to see that income go because election money keeps a lot of stations like like well, I'm not going to say here, but a lot of radio stations and televisions afloat is the money yes. that they are dependent upon when it comes to these political candidates. And now it's gone away, and you don't have that campaign money coming in anymore. But thank God we don't have to look at those ads. That I think that was the one thing about uh, 2020. I was very, very, very happy about when I woke up Wednesday and I was like. Thank you, Lord. I do not have to hear another political campaign commercial for at least a few years. Thankful. But ladies and gentlemen, we are going to take Off the Cuff's Song of the Week break. That pretty much covers our election talk until something happens because we're still waiting on the states that I said to come in. I don't think we're going to get it here on the air, but if we do, we will announce it because we are live. So ladies and gentlemen, it's a beautiful day. So roll down them windows and enjoy off the cuffs song of the week with a little James Brown. And we're going to keep it America themed ladies and gentlemen with living in America. We'll be right back. A little James Brown there for your off-the-cuff song of the week break. A lot of technical difficulties happening in today's episode. Of course, it reminds me of old off-the-cuff days. But it's just not my day, Adam. It's not. And so many technical difficulties have been happening for me here at the station and outside of my life, Amber, because I lost... Uh, well, let me retract my statement. I broke my cell phone. So I have been without a cell phone for a couple days. Not right now as we speak, but I did have to go without a cell phone for a little bit. And How was that, by the way? It was one of the most stressful things that I've done in a long, long time. If anybody has lost their phone, broke their phone, or had it to where they can't receive any phone calls or make any phone calls, that's a stressful time. I would rather lose my wallet than my cell phone any day. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess, okay, so I've not had this happen in so long, and I feel like now that we're going to talk about it, it's going to happen. But did you feel like you were kind of stranded, like, at life? Like, if something major was going to happen, it was going to happen during the time that you did not have, like, an actual cell phone with you? Irrational fear of mine. Yeah, I know. Uh, sort of, yeah, I did. Okay, like, just sheer panic of I'm missing something vital? Mm-hmm. I hate that feeling. I hate that a little a little piece of electronics controls me that much. Your microphone is still god awful, by the way. Oh, man, I'm sorry. So you, you made sure that the microphone is recognized. Zoom is recognizing your mic, that this mic. Yes, sir. I can. And it's not recognizing the Apple computer that you're using. No, not recognizing my computer. Just uh, recognizing this. I can. We can change it. Well, uh, I don't know. Anything might... How does that sound? It sounds the same. It sounds exactly the same. Because pr- I don't think that you're using your actual mic. Well, it says USB PNP. 
Is that what that is? That, that is exactly what it is. Hmm. I don't know. Folks, you'll just have to listen at Amber through a teal can, through a tin can this evening. <laughs> but actually, wait a minute. Did you do something different just now? Uh, no, I did not. Oh. Do I sound better? A little bit. Okay, we'll take it. Thank you. We'll take it. A thousand, a thousand times better. You didn't have your microphone plugged I in. Had... Ladies and Fox gentlemen, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back after these words. Stick with us. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you with a clear microphone here at the WLXU studios, and Ember Turner is at her home. And moment of truth, ladies and gentlemen, is this microphone fixed? Amber, how are you? Wow. It is a lot better. So <laughs> go ahead and admit it to folks. You didn't have the microphone plugged in, did you? Look, I'm telling y'all, my computer decided it was going to update last night. And this is what happens when you update your computer on show day. You don't so know how much better you sound right now. Like, it was the first 30 minutes, it was just unlistenable. And Well, I'm so sorry. You, maybe somebody could have slid me a text or something and been like, yo, you sound like you're rattling in a tin can. You didn't hit me till like 420. And I was like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> It's okay. It is what it is now. But ladies and gentlemen, welcome back with clear microphones. Any update with the election? Has anybody ever heard uh, any update, any type of state change? Have they called any states? Not as of the break. I done a little look-sees while I was trying to fix my mic, and I didn't see that we'd had any changes. Well, if Donald Trump does get beat today... Or tomorrow, Mm -hmm. which it's looking very likely. There are some rules, Amber, that former presidents have to follow when they leave office. And there's certain things about their life that is never the same again. When you become the president of the United States, of course, Mm -hmm. your life is never the same again. There's so many perks and benefits to being the president. But also, you say goodbye. You say goodbye to... Your privacy. You say goodbye to the way you knew life. It's a new life. Okay. But once you leave office, things don't just go back to normal. Do you think that after you become president, you can just go live up here at 4057 apartments? No. That's not going to happen. You have to remain Mm -hmm. somewhat presidential after you're the president. So I have a list of things that the president has to do, or the former president has to do when he leaves office. Now, we do know that a president, while in office, is not allowed to drive. Yeah. After the president leaves office, the -hmm. former president leaves office, they are not allowed to drive. You give up driving. Wait, what? You give up driving altogether when you become elected president. Like, you can't. Like, even if, like, George Bush wants to jump in, like, his truck, like, his little ranger and ride around his farm, he can't do that? You can ride around on private property. You cannot get out on major interstates. Okay. I mean, again, that didn't sound bad the first time you told me, and it don't sound bad now. If if you had a lot of acreage, if you had a lot of, if you had a lot of, uh, areas to drive around and it's private, yeah, you can drive. But getting out on I-75 or Interstate Mm -hmm. 64, that ain't happening for the former presidents. 
Uh, they should be so lucky. That's why I have to drive around with us anymore. That's why you don't drive down the road and look over and see Bill Clinton passing <laughs> in the fast lane. Well, I mean, I don't think we'd see Bill Clinton driving. Probably be one of his female secretaries. Former presidents are still expected to read briefings just in case they have advice they can offer current administration or if they get asked about the situation by the press. And this became kind of in effect of the forefront in the media when mm-hmm. President Obama offered his briefings to Donald Trump, but Donald Trump refused it. He refused to listen. But presidents are still expected to be informed just in case they are needed for their advice. Former presidents must also establish a presidential library, uh, and they can put it anywhere that they want. They must have their calls and tech usage monitored even after they leave office. So they cannot just post stuff on social media without it being monitored. Well, we know Donald Trump's not going to adhere to that one. Exactly. Your mail, this one is, uh, I thought was crazy. Your mail has to be searched. And I'm not talking about they're just a secret service agent is just shuffling through your mail to make sure it looks good. No. No. Every piece of mail, every type of letter, every piece of paper has to be opened. Everything has to be open. It has to be searched through, and they need to make sure that there's nothing on the paper, nothing that could be meticulously uh, poisonous, no explosives, nothing like that. And they have to do that for every single piece of mail that they get. Well, I guess that's a good way to weed out all the junk mail. This one's funny. Trying to think of the positive. Former presidents can't technically badmouth other presidents. And Mm. I say that's funny because we heard Barack Obama campaign for Joe Biden and Mm -hmm. he and he bad mouthed uh, President Trump. And God only knows what Donald Trump is going to say about other former presidents when he leaves office. Now, this isn't a rule that's written, but it's Mm. a rule that's expected to be followed. Now, it's not something that they'll get in trouble for if they do, but it's definitely frowned upon for presidents to talk about one another. Okay, so we know that already two of those don't really hold up anymore. (laughs) And it it makes you wonder sometimes why presidents do want to talk bad about one another. I mean, they're an oddity, right? They are. I mean, it's a a club. There's only five or six still living. mm -hmm. You're in an elite club that's hard to get in. That only, I guess, what? 45 people have been a part of. 45 people, like potentially 46, maybe, maybe. Have been a part of. So you are in this club. Why badmouth one another? But it's not a rule that has to be followed, but it is one that is frowned upon if you do talk bad about another president. Ex-presidents can never go anywhere alone. Uh, They just can't do anything that they want. And the reason for that is if they just want to go to a... Let's say that you're a former president and you spontaneously decide that you want to go to a basketball game tonight. You can't spontaneously do stuff like that because Mm. the Secret Service has to make adjustments for the event that you attend. So if I decided I was the former president and let's say I wanted to go watch a high school basketball game tonight Mm -hmm. and I didn't give the Secret Service enough notice, I can't go. Because they have to make arrangements. Yeah. So it's it's pretty tough. And here's the the last little kicker. Okay. Presidents can mm-hmm. refuse the Secret Service 
if they want, but once they refuse it, they can't get it back. So they can wow. they can refuse the Secret Service. President yeah. Nixon was the only mm-hmm. one to do so, and he said that he did it not really because of privacy, but to save the government money. And right. also the kids get Secret Service too, and mm-hmm. the only kid to ever turn it down after or the only kid to ever turn it down is Donald Trump Jr. And he oh. stated that he doesn't want to give up his privacy. So it makes you wonder, what are you What's hiding? <laughs> it makes What's you wonder, what are you, why are you not wanting the Secret Service all up in your biz? I mean, I get it. I wouldn't either. Oh, but it, Lord, no. But it makes you, it makes it kind of, it's a little odd that uh-huh. you give up Secret Service and... In in order to protect your privacy, I mean, I get it. Privacy is amazing. I love it, and yes. I couldn't imagine it being invaded like the presidents have it invaded. But it does make you wonder. I just wonder if people fully like think about that. Like, I wonder if Donald Trump really, obviously, he did not think it entirely through. But do they really like comprehend that they will never again be able to like just get in the car and go to Target right. by themselves? Yeah, you really want to make sure you know. You really need to make sure into. you know what you're getting into, and you need to make sure this is what you want. Yes, I'm really starting to see why the first kid snuck out the way he did in that movie. Exactly. Well, let's see. Do we have, according to the show thread, I'm not seeing anybody talk about the election. I'm guessing things are still pretty stagnant. I'm seeing here that, well, no, this is not an election tweet what's this saying something about two-third of kentucky is now in red so much for covid19 going away after election um covid is red are you talking about being red for covid or because i think it's because it's a red zone for covid oh well yeah covid is still prevalent it's still a thing by the way nobody's talking about it very much a thing yeah i think numbers are all-time high in kentucky Yes, All we're having high. we are having like some of the most significant numbers that we have seen, and I am still seeing people who are refusing to take precautions. And again, these precautions are not anything that are you know extraordinary. Wash your hands, cover your face, do whatever you got to do. Honestly, it's not that hard. Sorry. Well, we could possibly be going into a new year with a new administration, the Biden administration. I'm curious to see what a Biden administration will look like. I'm curious to see how they will handle this COVID-19 because COVID-19 is clearly not went away if we're in the highest cases that we're, we've ever been right now today. So I am curious to see how the Biden administration will handle it and what America will look like in general under a Biden administration. Amber, do you feel comfortable with the presidency changing hands during this pandemic? I do not feel comfortable at all with the entirety of how we have handled this pandemic. I think that we have stepped aside from the thought of we need to do betterment for everyone. And we have gotten extremely self-centered in thinking that it has been 
um, I think sheep are what people are called who wear masks. And I'm definitely not a sheep. You guys see, I will get on here and I will state my opinion. But I also understand how the human body works. And I think it really doesn't even matter who the president is. We are still fighting a losing battle because us, as the American people, we are unwilling to understand that we have to think of the betterment of the community. This is a community that we all live in. And it's a community that we all have to thrive in. And it's a community that we all have to keep healthy. I completely agree. Couldn't have said it better. Myself and ladies and gentlemen, we got one more segment here on Off the Cuff. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also joining me. Last segment of the hour. I want to say congratulations to Judge David Allen Barber, who came on off the cuff and gave a great interview. He was elected circuit court in Rowan, Menifee, and Bath County. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to win an election, come get interviewed on off the cuff because clearly we've got a pretty good track record so far, Amber. Well, I think Dab was uh, is already pretty well established, but I did enjoy having him on off the cuff. I think our listeners enjoyed it as well. I didn't get to see his exact numbers. I don't know how much he won by. Uh, I'm assuming it was a landslide because of his coverage that he got here on off the cuff, and I'm sure that just put him right over the top. But I did see that he won. Yes, he did. I, I searched a little bit, so maybe if somebody from that campaign is listening, they can maybe send us some numbers over. Exactly, because I would like to see how much he won by, because that is something that I was trying to keep an eye on as well, but you know how election is. Well, it was honestly really hard to, to find coverage on anything other than the presidential and the Senate election, because... Where, did you notice that our friend that we've already talked about on the show got reelected to the House of Representatives? Who? Robert Goforth. Uh, we covered him. He uh, was the gentleman that who, strangled his wife. That strangled his wife. He has been reelected to the House of Representatives. Are you, Are you kidding me? I sincere, I, like in all sincerity, like this is me being real. I really wish I was kidding with you, but no, in all sincerity, this man who we know has documented uh, spousal abuse, we just selected him to the House of Representatives, and nobody is calling this to anybody else's attention. I didn't, Why? No, I, no. Like, if somebody can please explain that to me, I would be forever grateful because I just can't grasp my head around why we have someone that has a track record of any type of physical assault doing anything, anything with government or politics. I know. Obviously, he's not he's not qualified and, people. And it makes you think, too, when you say you talk about him being domestic, vi- domestically mm-hmm. violent, he there's nothing to a man that hits a woman and uh, there's nothing to a woman who abuses a man no, i think that physical not. abuse in relationships it's it's just unnecessary Very. i think that you have lost control of just your 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 mind yourself you you cannot control your rage if you're beaten on your partner and no. especially for men who are hitting women there's just nothing to you on that and 
Robert, Honestly, go for Adam, it. Honestly, it, go, it goes both ways. It does. In all sincerity, it, it does go both ways. It 100% does go both ways. And it don't get talked about enough with men getting abused, but it, it no, does. It, it It does go both ways. But the whole point that I was trying to make with this was we have people in office that are still human beings. And they are not perfect. And we sometimes like to glorify these people that they are perfect because we don't see anything but good a lot of the times when we're looking mm-hmm. at politicians. The, 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 we see them in the best light. We see them giving their best speeches. But now uh, you, you hear stuff like Robert Goforth beating his wife. When news articles like that come out, it shocks people because mm-hmm. they're so used to only hearing the polished things about them. When you hear these deep secrets coming out about politicians, it makes you really stop and think, okay, who am I electing here? Who is this person as a human being? Because how unfortunate would it be if we elected someone and and we found out through a scandal that they were a child molester? Or they did beat their spouse. And I'm sure it happens. You cannot convince me that there is a political figure out there alive that's currently residing in some type of office that is not beating their wife, maybe doing things that they shouldn't be doing. Yes. And I'm I'm talking really inappropriate things. And it's that's you you see, you see it all the time. You see stories break all the time of of uh, judges getting caught molesting children judges or you get yes. or you see state representatives getting caught smoking weed in a hotel room with an underage boy you you, you see stuff like that and these yeah. are political figures and people who we elect so you really need to look and see who these people are the best we can as human beings look into their past Yes. And I mean, I think it just goes to say, you know, people were, were kind of shuffling something around on social media and it said, I cannot, um, I can't love someone who supports someone who doesn't support what I support. I know that seems like a big mouthful, but I think a lot of you have seen it. And I just, I hate that there were only certain things that were, that were kind of used in that because sexual assault and physical domestic violence or just physical violence in general is also something that I can't stand behind. So I can't stand for someone who would condone that type of behavior. There's so many behaviors that we all will not stand for. And I think that's where we're, we're getting so much divide at is that we're losing sight of we need people to do these jobs, but they do at the end of the day have to be decent people on all grounds, not just are they racist? Are they sexist? Are, are they, are they a pedophile? Are they a predator in, in, in any, in any way, shape, form or fashion? I think that we just kind of, lose sight of some of that. And I know emotions run high during times like this, but guys, don't be getting on social media and saying things that are going to get you fired. I I know that we have, uh, we all have a candidate in mind that we want to win. We all do. And, uh, or you should. Yes. And, but sometimes you need to keep it to yourself because a lot of the times when you don't keep it to yourself, people are going to get mad because it's an opposing view and it's going to do nothing but cause uh, problems. I had a guy, I was talking to a guy earlier today who owns a business and he said that two customers in his business almost got into a fight because he said that one guy walked in and said, anybody that voted for Biden is an idiot. And that guy looked at him and said, how in the F, if I'm an idiot, 
idiot when the rest of the country voted for him, too. And then the guy mumbled something and, and walked out the door. But that right there, that little small thing yes. could have escalated into something that could have changed both of both so of their lives. So much bigger than, than what it needed to be. Yes. So talking politics, there's a reason why they tell you not to talk about it. it because Politics it, and religion. Yeah, it causes so much controversy. And if you do talk about it, be kind and be nice when you talk about it. Well, and I think when people think that you say that, like you have to be kind to be nice, I think people miss misinterpret that as they have to be i guess uh passive if someone does you know approach them in an aggressive manner no that's not that's not what you need to do it's just you need to understand that you can stop the argument and you can walk away but continuing to add on to a problem that we already know is rampant is not helping anything and also remember too that you're not getting paid by these political candidates to be out here can- campaigning for them. Right. So these people on social media, I mean, it's it's a horrible place to be right now. It's so toxic. But Very. when you get on Facebook, for instance, you see so much negativity because mm-hmm. you see Trump supporters going ballistic because mm-hmm. Trump is trailing. And then you see Biden supporters uh throwing it into into Trump supporters' face that Biden is winning. There's no room for that because at the end of the day, whoever wins is going to be all of our president, Mm -hmm. and there's nothing we can do about it. There's nothing we can do about it. And it's in the hands of the American voters, hopefully, unless lawyers and judges take it over, thanks to Trump. But let's just hope that all the votes are counted, decisively and correctly and we do have a clear cut winner very very soon i'm guessing that it's going to be happening within the next 24 hours i'm assuming well and i think the next 24 hours you know we we need to again just just kind of remember that we are in the middle of a pandemic and we need all of the love and support that we can give to one another right now because we are potentially on the edge of, you know, a regime change. And let's just maybe have a little compassion towards each other, I guess. And and I guess my last closing statement is Facebook is not private. I just want to make sure you guys know that. So please make sure that what you're putting in words and you're putting in writing, you are ensuring that this is something that you would physically say, you know, I don't know, maybe to your granny. I think that's what I like to always think. Would I say this in front of my granny? And if you won't, maybe don't post it. That's great advice, and that's great advice to go out on. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap it up for this week's edition of Off the Cuff. You can listen to all of our previous episodes by going to Off the Cuff with Adam Banks on podcast. We're available wherever podcasts are available to listen to. You can download the Radio Lex app on your smartphone device to listen to live episodes every Thursday from 4 to 5. You can follow the co-host Amber on social media at Ambu447. You can follow me, the host, on social media at the Adam Banks. You can follow Off the Cuff on social media on Facebook and Instagram at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Amber Turner. I'm Adam Banks, and this is Off the Cuff. We'll see you next Thursday from 4 to 5. And hopefully, we'll know who the president is. Have a great week, everyone. Spacious sky.